60, 60 to 70% of our garbage every day is organic. In Bali or everywhere? Everywhere. I think if people are used to it so much and they don't understand that this is not normal and I, they just walk and they don't care and I'm yeah. like it's your beach you live here she said somebody nominate you for CNN hero would you be uh, you would you, would you like to be part of it and I said let me think about it yes you know <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to another episode. My guest today is my dear friend Janur Yasa. Janur is the founder of Plastic Exchange. Um, Plastic Exchange is about cleaning Bali from plastic while also supporting local communities. For his work in Plastic Exchange, he was uh, one of the 10 nominants for CNN Hero of the Year. So he became very famous here in Bali. People know him and we're going to talk about this fame today as well. Uh, Janur is passionate about bringing positive environmental change to communities and to the world and we're going to talk about plastic composting and about being a hero welcome <laughs> well thank you how do you feel when people call you a hero i don't know um i think i always said you know i in some way i um, don't like to be called hero just because i'm just the representation of the people who's doing this so i think the people that cleaning bali that uh, the mom and the kids and all the people that clean Bali is the hero. I'm just the representation of that, actually. I think that's what a true hero would say. <laughs> <laughs> Every hero interview, it's the uh, same thing. No, I'm kidding. Um, we spoken to you during COVID. It was uh, a year and a half ago, a long time ago, yeah. before you became becoming a CNN hero. Yeah, when the COVID hit, you were doing Plastic Exchange. And I want to repeat a few stories for people who don't know you. How was Plastic Exchange born? So Plastic Exchange was born uh, from the needs. Uh, as you know, in uh, 2019, we have this uh, pandemic and uh, in Bali, 80% people uh, uh, live from tourism and people lost their job, uh, the moral was down. And myself, myself at the time uh, was running a restaurant and of course, you know, no, no customer. And it was just uh, come from the needs uh, or the needs to help my village. Uh, but when I think about it, if I just give, so there's going to be one hand on the bottom and then one hand on the top. And again, you know, nothing wrong with people giving, nothing wrong with people receiving. But I really want to bring this hand, the one hand on the bottom and one hand on the top. It's like become equal. So in Bali, we call it tatuamasi. Basically, you is me, me is you. Uh, yeah, so, um, and I was thinking, what about, you know, what if, you know, if they bring plastic, I will give rice. And really the idea was just like, maybe works, maybe not, you yeah. know. So, and um, I remember at the time was uh, a Friday, May 1st, yeah. 2020. So I called my cousin and uh, my village leader. I said, you know, tomorrow, Saturday at two o'clock, I want to go to uh, the village. I have an idea. Uh, what about people clean the environments and I'll give rice. And we have the meeting and people always get excited about it. And I was like, oh, wow, you know. <laughs> and then he, he asked me when we should start. And I said, tomorrow. And then he was like, oh, wow, you know, <laughs> well, we need, need, need no need to wait, you know. Yeah. 
So, and then that's how I started. So, started from my small village. And then I thought to myself, if this is work in my village, got to work in a different village yeah. also. I so think you also, sorry for interrupt, you also no have worries. to mention what happened when, when you say that the next day how much plastic you had. I think that's yeah. an interesting part. So it's really, uh, I never done it before. And people ask me, how are we going to do this? And I said, I don't know. What about one kilo of plastic for one kilo of rice? And I said, sure. You know, and seven days later, we got like 500 kilo of uh, plastic. <laughs> so that means... I gave 500 <laughs> kilo of rice. Yes. So, and I was th thought to myself, wow, if this is the going rate, yeah. I will go bankrupt, right? Yeah. <laughs> because I, I would go bankrupt just by giving 500 kilo of rice. I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, really from that, uh, you know, as cliche it sounds, you know, people said inside of the problem, there's a solution, you know, yes. if you think about it. So, and then we start to categorize the plastic. And again, you know, when I start doing this, I do know nothing about plastic. What should I do with it when I yeah. collect it? But when you do something, you know, like uh, this... Um, over and over again. Yeah. Repeat. Yeah. Repeat. And also just uh, uh, like a wheels, you know, one this wheel start turning, yeah. you know, you start slow and then gain the momentum. It's really just people really... Uh, respond positively, people donate, people uh, offer their expertise, let's do this, let's recycle it, and I mean, just was so much fun. Yeah. So it's the power of collaboration, really. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. I love the concept you coined called EduAction. Um, can you talk about what that means? Because I think it's very important in this case. So yeah, uh, if we look at knowledge, there is two kinds of knowledge. One, we call it cognitive uh, cognitive is what you learn from uh, listening to this podcast, for instance. You know, yeah. when you listen to the pod podcast, you become knowledgeable about something. Yeah. Uh, also, when you go to school, you read something, you memorize. So it's in in your hand. Yeah. And then the second knowledge, what we call it, embodiment. Yeah. It's like a muscle memory. The only way you can get this muscle memory, or the only way you can get this knowledge, is through action. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I call it, edu-action, is education in action. So beside giving a knowledge cognitively, but also give a knowledge uh, through embodiment, which is through action. Yeah. So don't get me wrong, uh, uh, cognitive knowledge is important to inspire you to take action. Otherwise, yeah. there's one uh, quote that I like, uh, knowledge is a uh, rumor until you put it in a muscle. Nice. So yeah, knowledge is a rumor until you put it in a muscle, yeah. you know, until you do something with that knowledge, it's really just a rumor. It's beautiful. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what you did. So you, you made people do things over and over again so they learn and it just becomes a habit. Yeah, because if, uh, if we look at the, the definition of habit, what is habit? Yeah. You know, habit is a muscle memory. Yes. It's not what you think. Yeah. What you do repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. See, the, the word is what you do, not what you think. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so it's a muscle memory. You know, even like right now when I talk, because I talk like this all the time, and this has become muscle memory, and then this has become my my way to habit. talk, you know, yeah. the habit. So I can, I can change it. You know, I want to talk like this. If I just do it this enough, like this, 
and this has become yeah. my muscle memory and then this has become my habit i don't recommend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i like the previous <laughs> version more <laughs> so it's really just to illustrate yeah that this this muscle has a memory and yeah. you can change that muscle memory through through action beautiful so we spoke when plastic exchange i think was started picking up so mm -hmm. if you could if you compare it to the car the car was on like maybe first or second gear mm -hmm. slowly going uh can you share what is now um now it's uh you know i always said this um when there is a disaster so easy to find support yeah you know when there is a whatever disaster is like uh Uh, mountain eruption you know or earthquake uh, or pandemic and just people open their heart more yeah. but now uh, i mean again you know uh, the economy is running and all of that it's a little bit harder yeah. to find support but we're still going you know um still going and really now i want to turn uh plastic action when when we start the plastic action it's really for like uh not thinking about how to monetize it and all of that so really now by the end of this year i'm thinking about how this plastic action becomes uh, sustainable meaning um, the plastic that we collect when we sell it is enough to to pay for the rice yeah. right now it's not enough uh, because at the beginning was really uh, want to help yes you know? yeah so when you say You, uh, you need more support right now is it support uh, is it funding people are still want to have rice or because the pandemic is over people have their own rice and they're like we don't we don't bring plastic anymore so which part of this is breaking right now uh actually when i said support is uh, in a lot of different angle you know one is probably connection collaboration you know because a lot of like a b uh core corporation you know looking for something um to put in their portfolio or something like that and uh, i'm i'm here to re ready to partners you know because what i do is really uh, cleaning the environments uh, not just from the organ uh, not just from the unorganic but also organic yeah. yeah i think we need to talk about organic well, because not much give uh, any uh, in, uh, attention to to that organics um and also you know fund you know is always uh, needed um but also support in uh how to put a business plan together and, and all of those things so yeah I'm, i'm i'm ready for collaboration beautiful but also i want to just take a step back and recognize what you accomplished because you're very humble and you don't really talk about that but some of the banjars in bali are completely clean from plastic so there's nothing to pick up um is that can, can you share some of the numbers that you were able to or examples that you were able to to do <clears throat> yeah um there's a couple story that i can you know uh share here one of them is like uh, this one village um there was an old lady and he always she always bringing the the most plastic and you know i, I was so proud to see you know this uh old lady bringing so much plastic and i asked her in you know, like hey um uh, why you always bringing so much plastic you know what, what what's what's going on what is the story here and then she said you know janur before plastic exchange i always sit at home i cannot go to uh the field anymore and i just waiting for my day you know really yeah. 
Yeah. But with this plastic exchange, now I woke up in the morning, I go around the village, I go, you know, every time I see plastic, I just I just clean it. So now I have a purpose, really, yeah. you know. So just Beautiful. make me, you know, like, well, this is worth doing, you know, yeah. seeing, inspiring, uh, inspired people, uh, old people like this, not just old people, but also young people. But this is one of the story that really, um, you know, make my heart smile and then, this is this is worth doing you know 100% yeah and there is one village also uh doing both now actually uh, organic and unorganic there was uh they used to uh have two trucks to get rid of the garbage basically and now they sold the truck no need truck anymore wow. and um, yeah so it's uh, what i'm saying here is uh if we do it together, it's possible. And then there is many, many of this example that I can share with you. Uh, when when we do it together, it's it's easy. Yeah, yeah. beautiful. Uh, let's talk about CNN Hero of the Year because uh, <laughs> we haven't. I don't know much about it. I was following the story, but not too much. How did CNN found you? I guess it was actually a pleasantly surprised. Uh, I guess. To be CNN hero, somebody need to nomi nominate you, and I have no idea. And again, you know, when I start this plastic exchange, there was no this big idea of like, oh, I want to be a hero, I want to be this, I want to be that. We're just doing something that I felt like a good idea. Yeah. And uh, one day it was like, uh, I think it was like an August or something like that, uh, and somebody called me, and I look at my phone, was like, oh, this is United States, you know. Must be must be tax revenue. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking must be Obama called me, you know. Probably. <laughs> and then you know the other end was saying like, "Hey, I'm uh, from CNN. Uh, so I heard about your program. Have you heard about CNN Hero?" And I said, "Yeah, you know, one of the people in Bali, Robin, yeah, Ibu Robin, yeah, Ibu Robin, uh, with Bumi Sehat is one of the CNN Hero." And I said, "Oh yeah, you know." And then she said somebody nominate you for CNN Hero, would you be, uh, you would you, would you like to be part of it? And I said, let me think about it. Yes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that I called them. Okay. Yeah, they, they, uh, <laughs> they call, you know. And um, and I asked, you know, what, what do I need to do to be, yeah. you know, go through the process? I said, nothing. So just, just, be. just be you and just know that we're going to do background check on you. Like, oh, okay, well, uh, <laughs> what are they going to find? You know, like, no, uh, I don't want it. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, okay, sorry. <laughs> wrong number. Yeah, wrong number. Uh, but no, yeah, and actually the process was really fast. Uh, they called me in in August and got uh, go through the process. And then uh, by December, I was uh, top 10, you know. Yeah, uh, we're all voting for you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Um, so how was it going there and experiencing it? I know you went to United States. Yeah, I went there in New York. Uh, it was a uh, surreal ex experience, you know, really just, uh, I mean, in my life, I, I travel a lot and all of that. Never really like travel, like somebody pick you up, bring you to the hotel, give you all this itinerary. You're going to do this, this, this. Like, oh my God, this is what felt like... Uh, yeah. to be taken care of you know um it was great it's really uh the experience to see you know the other nine heroes uh and what they uh, did or doing uh for uh 
animals, in the humanity, environments, and all of that. It just uh, uh, make make my heart smile. Really, just uh, wow, you know, yeah. and really just uh, got to the place where I didn't even think about it. You know, just doing what you love, love what you do, and collaboration and support from all the people that doing this. It's really. And that, that's why when you ask, you know, what it felt like, you know, I just proud of uh, all the people that supporting this project. Yeah, it takes a village to, to do exactly. something great. Beautiful. So how are you adjusting to your new popularity? You know, you know, a famous guy in here. <laughs> um, tell me any stories. People recognize you on the streets now? Um, some people like, you know, like uh, I go to, I don't know, you know. I seen you before, but I don't know where. And I said, "Yeah, it's a lot of bold people like this, you know." <laughs> so, it's good to be uh, recognized. But I think what I like about it is uh, that now I have a platform to stand from. Yes, you know, to really uh, bring the voice forward. Yeah, yeah. Instead of like, uh, oh, I have this idea, like, oh, who are you? You know. But yeah. now, the same idea because of the recognition. It's uh, easier to to bring the agenda forwards. Um, I think that's what I really like about it. You know, to be able to have some recognition uh, to to really bring how we can change our habit about uh, trash. Yeah. yeah, did it open any particular doors for you once once you achieve that? Did people start calling United States every day? Yeah, just like you. You know, you invite me for the podcast. Otherwise, yeah. you would not invite me for the Never. podcast. <laughs> no, I'm like, who's that guy? Who's that guy? <laughs> There's many bold guys yeah. in Renewable. What are you talking about? But it's really, uh, it's been really good. Um, you know, like I just got. To, yeah, I mean, every day there's an email or a text uh, that um, you know the, the door is open. And like uh, this morning, I just got called to collaborate with a uh, university in Solo in Java. Yeah. Uh, they want to do environment, but also do want to do permaculture because I also do permaculture. So yeah, so people heard about my name and really, like I said earlier, uh, uh, easier to open the door or the door is already open for me. Yeah. yeah. So for somebody who is listening and they want to do similar to what you do, they want to do business, but they also want to do good and, and bring something good in life and not just make money and mm -hmm. do some, some random stuff, which we, we all do. Uh, what advice can you give to these people? How can they start? Um, how, how do you start? They just, just do it. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, like I said earlier, uh, knowledge is a uh, rumor until you really put it into action, right? you put it into a muscle. Um, it's really just just do it, and if you fail, no big deal, you know. Even if I, when I start this plastic exchange in my village, if that was the only way or the only ones, big yeah, it's deal. Good you enough know. already. Good enough, you know. I, I do something, you know. Beautiful. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, organic, because. There was some big realization that I know you had at some point about uh, composting and organic. Um, tell me about it. So, you know, when you start something, you know what you know, right? And then in a process, in a journey, like, oh, wow, it's a many things that I, I didn't know, you know. And one of the things is really uh, 60, 60 to 70% of our garbage every day is organic. In Bali. Or everywhere everywhere wow yeah 
in, in some places might be higher than uh, 70%. Wow, because yeah. people think it's all plastic, it's all plastic, but it's actually Yeah, because it's plastic has become prima donna, you know, yeah. everything like, oh, plastic is bad, plastic is bad. Yes, it's bad because it's not... Uh, uh, biodegradable. Yeah, they're not biodegradable, even if they become smaller, 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 they become microplastic. And, uh, you know, through that also I learned that we are eat one credit card a week. Wow. <laughs> yeah, through the air, through fish, through salt, through... Uh, and anything that we drink, eat, wow. breathe has this microplastic. Yeah. So, and again, you know, 60 to 70% is organic. And what happened is when this organic and unorganic is mixed, and this is what we call it trash. Yes. And what happened with the organic, the degradation is not, uh, well, well, too two kind of a uh, degradation to become a compost. One is called aerob, and the other one is called anaerob. Okay. So aerob is the one that uh, ha, uh, oxygen introduced to this uh, process. This is the one actually that not make a smell. It doesn't smell. Really? Wow. Yeah. So the one that uh, anaerob, this is the one that makes smell, that create the gas methane, all of this uh, bad stuff, yeah. because there is no oxygen. So think about it like this now. A plastic with the organic mix into one pile yeah. so the oxygen cannot penetrate wow. to this organic. So what happened is because lack of oxygen, so the process of the breakdown of this organic is called anaerob. Okay. So this is what the, the one that uh, create methane and, and all of those things in a landfill. Yeah. So think about in a landfill like... Uh, miles and miles high so the bottom one they didn't get oxygen oh so that's why we look at a lot of uh, in landfill uh become uh, like this uh, combustion yeah, yeah it's like poisonous dangerous yeah. and even there is a uh, idea to mine this uh, methane actually <laughs> yeah. from from the landfill obviously yeah. Every, everybody needs to make make money from something i know but uh, <laughs> i think it's not uh an economically Viable, yeah. yeah. So what do we do? So what do we do? It's really um, uh, we can make composting in our in our house in our home. You know, uh, let, let me talk about Bali for now for a second. Yeah. So in Bali, we have uh, a long, long time ago when when I was a kid. Even right now, you know, um, compound in Bali divide by three, just like in our body. There is head. There is body. And there's feet and hand, you know. Yeah. So head is where we uh, have the, uh, the, the the temples, yeah. And then the body is where we live, like we have where we sleep, where we uh, has our uh, living quarters. And yeah. then we have uh, a kitchen, we have a bathroom. And usually behind this compound, there is a uh, land yeah. that we used to throw all the organic. I see. Yeah, so it so, it. yeah, like you have a banana leaf, throw it over there. You eat durian, throw it over there. You eat papaya, you know. And it's become kind of like this small, uh, 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 small garden yeah. uh, on the back there. So what happened, that space is gone. We call it tabu, yeah. This tabu is gone because... You need to build a villa there. Yeah, there's a <laughs> villa, become a restaurant, whatever it is. Or, you know, 
people as kid, kid as a kid, and they need yeah. the land yeah. to build the uh, the house. Yeah. But as a human being, we always create a, a garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Two kind of garbage that we create every day: organic, yeah. non-organic. Sixty percent of this is organic. Wow. So what happened? Like we reinvent this space. So like when you build, uh, if you have a small uh, uh, land, if you wanna make more room, you make stories. Like yeah. you make it up. So. What we do with this, like we just make a hole in your yard, like uh, probably one meters wide, and then uh, one and a half meters deep. Yeah. So basically, all organic you put in there. Yeah. So and just like you open it, you put stuff there, you close it, so you yeah, fall you open into it, you close it. So you have the, you have the what you call this the the lids, yeah. and a small lid that you open every day to deposit your organics. Wow, and the other thing is about composting. Um, there is four thing that you need to know, or four uh, components that you need to have when you create a organic. You need oxygen, you need a carbon, yeah. nitrogen, and then water. So, oxygen, you know, because it's a open pit basically, and uh, also there's oxygen, uh, and again, you know, like I said need oxygen otherwise it's gonna smell there's a hole in this lid to sort of aerate yes, it yes okay. yes yeah the second one you need carbon carbon is anything that uh dry brown like me a lot of carbon <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah anything brown is carbon and then anything that uh, green is uh nitrogen or like uh, meats and this and you know so, so it's a it's a nitrogen and then water you know from the rain and, and all of this thing this is what create uh, life Yeah. This is what create uh, compost. So uh, anything that organic can go there. And again, I, I always ask this because people confuse about organic. What is organic? Yeah, that's my, wasn't my next question. I'm like, I think <laughs> I understand, but do I? What is organic? What is organic? Organic is anything that lived before is organic. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> uh, organic is everything that lived. That lived. That lived. Yeah, like uh, a anything alive is organic. So yeah, the anything leaf is that organic. Alive, alive before. Oh, I see. see that's saying. organic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Say like, um, you know, I eat. Uh, say like if I, um, what is it? Pepper. Yeah. yeah to write. Yeah. You know. Paper is organic, made from the wood. Yeah, and wood wood is made from trees. Trees yes. is live before. Okay, put it there. Ideally, not from trees, though. Yeah. Say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, what? Uh, Uh, chicken, yeah, you know, chicken obviously organic. Yeah, go there, you know. Though there's difference now. You can buy organic chicken or not organic chicken. Well, But that's that's how they're raised. It's not the it's not what the waste is. Because some people might say, well, I don't put my chicken there because it wasn't organic. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because uh, it doesn't really matter. It's yeah. it's it's, it's a, uh, or organism. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or organism. It comes yeah. from something that was alive before. Yeah. So. I don't care how they raise, you yeah. know, uh, pesticide or not pesticide, with the hormone or not hormone, we don't care. Is human waste organic? Like if I poo there, is it organic <laughs> or no? I mean, it was alive before. Yeah. I mean, it depends when you eat, I guess, if you eat yeah, plastic. Yeah, you know, like, like uh, it, it's th think about it like this. Think about it like if you go to the to the forest. Yes. You know, there's a dead animal there. There's, there's a, you know, a, a 
poo, you know, from the animals and all of that. Oh, ha- so good. Have you seen a forest smell? No. Like Actually, a, that's a good call. No, it doesn't smell. It doesn't smell. Yes. But it because they have an oxygen, ah. because it's not covered by plastic. That's, wow. That's it's, it's, it's the same thing. Because I'm like, toilet smells because there are a bunch of plastic, like plastic tubing and plastic everything. Let's no, so, uh, they smell because they're close. The, the, the septic tank. I see, because yeah, it's, it's oxygen. Yeah, there need, need to be oxygenated. Yeah, there's no oxygen. Yeah, there's no oxygen. Ah. So it's really, think think about it. This is the, 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 I always said to people, go to the forest. Yeah. Have you seen like, oh my God, this forest is smell, you know, no, like a, oh my God. That's true. Smell, you know? Wow. It, exactly just like that. Yeah. So this one village that I, uh, that I said earlier that they no need for truck anymore. There's a 350 household. Each household has a hole. Wow. For the composting. So there are 60% of the trash, which is the organic, never leave the compound. So what do they do with it? I have a hole and I, I take it in my garden or like what do I do with it? Well, we, when you have compost, you can just throw it anywhere. But what they do is uh, they put it in a garden, they bring it into their rice paddies, uh, rice field. I mean, one, it's compost. It's, this is like a black gold. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. You can grow anything on a, on a good soil. Yeah. It's like a good soil where you put like a seed in it and grows. Exactly. Ah. Yeah. But then the problem is, I guess, back to your story. I used to have a garden. Now I build a villa there. And now I have a compost, but I don't have anywhere to make a garden. Is that, a, is that a still a problem? <clears throat> well, uh, here's the thing. You know, garden is, uh, you can have uh, one pot of uh, uh, something yeah. that grow, say like anything like tomato. Uh, yeah, t- tomato. Sometimes is hard, but uh, think about the celery. So think about uh, 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 thyme. Uh, anything that you know yeah, that those. you need that that you need just a little bit, but yeah. you need it. You yeah, know. Yeah, but yeah. if you buy it in a grocery store, you need to buy it to buy a bunch, and then you're like, what should I do with this now? I just only need for the spice. I just need for uh, you know, like uh, basil, you know, you can grow it in a in a pot, basically. Yeah. So don't think about gardens like something that, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some beautiful thing where it's like ap- apples grow and then you go. Yeah, apples grow. I mean, that's take time, but yeah. think about something that you need every day to spice up your cooking. Yeah. We can also sell it. I assume that these people can take the compost black gold and sell it to a farmer who uh, has absolutely. a rice field in. You know. Usually, like in this village, for instance, they 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 don't even have enough for themselves. So it's yeah, really I see, I see. Yeah. So they they can use it to grow and feed themselves better. Be- yeah, basically. Yeah. Wow. That is. I, I'm learning a lot about the forest. I'm still thinking. <laughs> yeah, there's no smell in the forest. Like, what is happening with those forests? <laughs> yeah, but what's happening in the forest? There is dead animal. There is a poo. There is a branch. There is a leaf there is i mean yeah but somebody's eating those dead animals no maybe that's why they don't because if rat dies at home you can smell the rat right away mm-hmm. i assume if rat dies in a forest somebody goes and eats the rat right away so it yeah. doesn't smell i mean that, that's what happening in this uh, composting hole uh they have like uh, this nuggets that just eat the i see yeah, yeah. The, the insects and stuff they yeah. Yeah. They eat and then they bring, they poo their, I, I actually saw it somewhere. They eat it and they poo it and then they eat even more nutritious because it yeah. goes through their organism. Yeah. Wow. 
So it's basically another ecosystem down there yeah. that uh, uh, thrive because of uh, all of these nutrients Beautiful. from our garbage, from our organic that would be, you know, like, uh, th- think about like this. If you have uh, organics, you know, uh, in, in your house, like from your scrap, from your food and all of those things, put it in a plastic uh, uh, jar or plastic, uh, it, it will smell. Yes. Yeah, but uh, put it like uh, in open uh, soil, no smell. That's so funny because <laughs> out in the West, the composting bin is made of plastic most of the time. There's just like one bin and a countertop. You put your stuff in and it starts to smell. You're like, I don't like composting anymore. Yeah, but uh, there is uh, several of those that I see actually. You know, I was in Boston and they have this uh, one that has a hole. Yeah. So it's uh, kind of like stack up, you know. Ah. So the more you put it, the more stack it, stack it. And then um, what I see the system is like this two square. And then uh, uh, in order to turn it to get oxygen, you, you move it from one square to the next square. Ah. So that's a little bit work, you know. Yeah. But uh, this hole that I said, the tabu, you need to work. Just, just put it. So they, they put it there, how long does it take for it to be a black gold? Two, two months. Wow. Yeah. So here's the system work. You need to have two holes. Okay. So yeah. you need two holes. You need two holes. So you have hole number one. You just fill it yeah. until it's full. Leave it. Yeah. Do not take it to the court or anything like that. Just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go to the hole number one and number okay. two. You uh, fill the hole number two when it's full. Hole number one is already compost, and then you harvest it or you dig it, and then you have a empty hole. So fill it here, done. You just go back and forth like this. And yeah. I know nothing about it, so people listening will be like, "This guy's got some dumb questions." But you dig, you dig it, you dig it, you dig it, and then how how long can it stay in the air before you apply it, or do you need to apply it right away? Right away. So I cannot leave it for like a month. I don't know. Let's say I don't, I don't have a rice field. Yeah. I want to sell it. So do I like bag it and it's still okay for, for me to, to go to market? Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, wh- once you dig it, you basically, you can use it right away. No, okay, no okay. need for aging yeah. or anything like that. But it's okay for it to stay there and it doesn't smell. Yeah, no, no smell. Wow. Just like the forest, no smell. So why do people use this cow poo then? Like I go to rice fields. I have a beautiful walk next to your restaurant. Um, I go around and sometimes it smells so bad that nobody wants to walk there because they're putting this cow poo everywhere. Like on on the rice fields, they're just like rows of it. Yeah. And I'm like, why don't you just do something like this? Um, Well, cow poo is good, you know, but uh, you need to mix it with something. Yeah, uh, cow poo is because cows eat uh, grass. Basically, yeah. what come out is uh, it's really it's already black yeah. gold. Yeah, it's kind of like black gold, but it still um, contain methane. So it's need uh, to to air it a little bit, dry it. Uh, what I understand, or uh, correct if I'm wrong, but when I do this uh, permaculture uh, at uh, Moxa, uh, we introduce um, tiger worm. Okay. And basically, they eat the cow poo, and then they they poo the cow poo. That's exactly <laughs> just like that. It's called worm uh, dropping or something. Okay. Like that. Yeah. So basically, um, they eat 
the kaupu, yeah, and then it's come out as a black gold. Wow. Yeah. So for people who are listening to us from, let's say, New York, where you've been, who don't have a garden and don't have anything, but they still want to, it's, can you call it recycling? Like composting is also a way of recycling the waste, right? So they still want to do good and they, mm -hmm. they want, let's say, do this composting. Where do they, where do they do with the... Well, um, uh, in, in a bigger city, probably a different story uh, because people live in a, you know, Condo, yeah, yeah. Co condominium and all of that, and again, you know, composting has become in quote uh, luxury because there is uh, like uh, kits that people can buy to install it in your kitchen and all of that. But a lot of people, why should I do this? Yeah. You know, um, but uh, in a bigger city, it need to be a different system. Probably there is a people that pick up only organic and then. They have sp facilities to yeah. to to do the organics, but if you look at the whole world, for instance, you know, um, how many percent is the world is big city? Yeah. But what is about the, the rest? You know, like like in like in Indonesia, for instance, that we talk about, you know. So even in Denpasar, you know, it's like a big city. You know, there's always uh, space. Yeah. Yeah, that you can. Uh, create this whole community gardens yeah and community stuff. garden and all of that that's why it's become very popular in the west as well there's like a bunch of condos and a community garden where people go and exactly and put their stuff. yeah well so separation um tell me about the process of separating separating the waste so the hardest thing about handling waste or trash is separation yeah you know once you separate this and the next step is easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, like I said, you know, like uh, I give the example, the place where we do all this plastic exchange, they already separate between organic and unorganic. So unorganic, there's plastic, metal, uh, cardboard, uh, whatnot, you know, like yeah. uh, anything that cannot go into this uh, composting hole. And then we, and then they uh, put it into categories and then there is a, has a price, yeah. has a values, you know, like PET, you know, the one that uh, you can recycle it again. There's HDPE um, or something like yeah, that. I mean, a bunch of plastics that are recyclable. Yeah. Well, so I guess there are two, two things. One thing is that you need to teach people to do it from the source. Don't mix up your plastic, put them in a separate things, organic separately, plastic separately. I get that. And, I guess people are waking up to that, which is beautiful. But then the other thing is when you're getting it already, because a lot of the waste right now is just mesh of this stinky things that. So how does separation happen? Like, is there a, do you know of any machines that do it right now efficiently? How's it done? Well, this is this is what uh, this is what the the practice that we do. What we call it, uh, collect. Yeah. Transport, dump it. Yeah. Collect it. What did they collect? The mix of organic and unorganic. Yeah. And then have truck come, and then transport it, and then dump dump it to the landfill. Yeah. And yeah, there is people that separating over there, but it's not enough. Yeah. You know, and then when, once this organic and unorganic mix, smell stinky, yeah, don't be there. oily, and all of this. And it's harder to separate. But once you separate from the sources, 
yeah. which is from your house, especially the organic, you know. And I always ask these people, when you go to the landfill, what it smell? Is it plastic or is it organic? Yeah, that's a good call. <laughs> yes, plastic doesn't smell. Plastic doesn't smell, you know. Plastic yeah. doesn't smell. Well, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not like oh I'm favor of plastic. No, plastic is also bad, you know. Yes. But uh, what I'm s- trying to say here is like uh, the separation of organic and unorganic. Yes. Because once you do this sixty to seventy percent in your house, you already solve sixty to seventy percent of the problem. Yeah. But what do we do with the landfills? There are so many of them right now, existing ones. <laughs> any any ideas? <laughs> So many ideas that uh, I, I, you know, people do the incinerators, people trying to turn this into uh, uh, energy. power energies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people also talking about mining yeah. uh, the the landfill. Basically, there is a, you know, a, a kit or, or I don't know what I, you know, like put it everything over there. Just yeah. come out as a, you know, the metal will separate the ash. They can use it for something. So it's many, many of this uh, idea, but uh, always involve government, always yeah. involve, n- not not as easy as just like, well, I just go there and mine it, you know. Yeah. So many, many uh, people or organization or, you know, government got involved. So that sometimes slow the process. Yeah. yeah. I go back to Latvia sometimes where I'm from and... We separate in Vancouver, so I'm like, why don't you separate your your garbage? And I wanted to raise awareness after mm-hmm. especially talking to you. You inspire me for that, inspire me to think about it seriously. And they tell me a really sad story, I'll be honest. Uh, they're like, well, we separated before. We have different different bins. beans. But then we see that the truck comes and Put puts it, it on in one. Yeah. And they're like, this is us to do anything. Yeah. Why, why, why should I? I didn't know what to say. Yeah, it's like it's so sad. Yeah, they just don't care. So I think you have to pay a lot of even in Bali to have like somebody take out your separate garbage. You have to pay more. Mm-hmm. So definitely locals cannot afford it. Mm-hmm. It's mostly for uh, bulles yeah, as they call foreigners, it, yeah. foreigners. But I mean, in places like Latvia, also there's not a lot of rich people who can afford to pay extra mm-hmm. to separate. So I think that's, that's a crazy, crazy problem that needs to be solved. Because for me, that's so sad. Yeah, uh, one time I was uh, talking about garbage, like, uh, and it's really uh, hit me like, yeah, garbage is luxury. Yeah. You know, to, to process garbage is luxury, meaning like, if you don't have money, you cannot afford it. Yes. And then what you do, just throw it someplace that, you know, doesn't cost you money. Yeah. Uh, so if I would pay, like, why should I pay for the garbage? Yes. You know, I, I need to pay for, to put the food on the table. Yeah. yeah. It's only, you need to be, like, wealthy to afford that. Because, yeah, there's, to many people, it's the last thing you're going to think. If you're feeding your keys, like, why would you? So yeah. that, I, that's why it needs to be done as, like, a government subsidy or somebody needs to come in and say, it doesn't cost you anything but you're doing good. I think yeah. that's what exactly what you're doing. I'm actually going to give you something for you doing this work. Yeah. And But if it doesn't make money for these people, then, then there's no incentive. Yeah. So I think there's a way, there needs to be a way to figure out how this can make money. Let's say if the separation can bring somebody profit and then they will invest in a garbage truck that will go and pick it up. Yeah. Uh, but then again, you can sell 
as what you were telling me sometimes you can go and take this plastic and sell it if it's separated so i don't really know i guess it doesn't like economics doesn't doesn't work out transportation is expensive it's it, it's kind of like this a uh, conundrum in a conundrum like uh well if it doesn't um make a business sense let's let's do not do it yeah but the but the cost of the environments that caused by not doing yes it's gonna outweigh outweigh the yeah the money that we pay now i mean think about the global warming people yes. talk about this disaster and it will take more money yes <laughs> to fix the disaster yes. than to pay now for people pick up garbage for that's, instance that's a very human problem we, really? i mean i think the problem is that this garbage dump is not next to your house exactly if they would just put all the garbage in like a central park and say either you separate or you brew it yeah then it will be different but because it doesn't bother anybody everything is so beautiful and clean but where does it go yeah i mean again you know even like uh um uh like united states for instance and and they they import their garbage yes you know or export yeah, you know, yeah they, they, they sell actually they send it to <laughs> To Latvia, they yeah. send nuclear waste to Latvia, yeah. and they just put it on. Yeah. Oh, so crazy. out of out of sight, out of mind. Yes. <laughs> if you cannot that, see it, not exist. Well, that's the worst. <laughs> You're just solving problem with money that you can use, yeah. actually. To th th this money that they do for exporting, they don't put it back to to that. Anyway, I'm not gonna. Anyway. I'm not gonna go on a. Let's talk, talk about something else. <laughs> but I want to talk about the other thing. Uh, I was talking to somebody recently. And there's a lot of blame happening. We blame each other. We blame like, okay, how did we get there? Global warming, blah, blah, blah. And the person raised a good point. We don't know what we don't know. And this person is into sustainability on this podcast, Rick. And he said a good point that sort of opened my eyes. He's like, 20 years ago, this wasn't a common knowledge. Nobody had an idea that you could do it. Mm -hmm. So why were we blaming people of the past? And in the past, we did so, so many bad things if we just didn't know. Yeah. How, what do you expect to do? Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about it? Well, I think blaming game is uh, not, I mean, for me, you know, like uh, blaming game is done. Yeah. You know, what what will solve with the blaming? Yeah. You know, like uh, really, like, like like you said, you know, like, you know, asbestos was uh, the thing that people use, you know, like building, you know, uh, because it was easy, blah, blah, blah. And then they find out, oh, asbestos is bad yes you know like, and then they ban it at the time they, they didn't know you know yeah so um yeah we, we cannot change the past in some ways but how can we change the future yeah and present and, and present <laughs> like uh, start doing something now yeah. for the future yeah so about being aware yeah about being aware and uh, really what what can i do yeah. you know even like uh, when i do this uh, plastic exchange for instance if I think about the problem of uh, the world, it's paralyzing. Yeah. You're like, well, even if I do this, it will not make a difference. But but it does. Yeah, because inspires other people yeah, to make. Inspire other people to do the yeah. same. You know, like uh, if uh, people say, like I'm doing it in Bali, and if somebody else got inspired doing it in Lombok, doing it in Java. Yes. And Indonesia will be example for yeah, other example, countries. Example, and then yeah. other countries doing it. You know, so. But I think what you're doing is already changing minds. And there was a good example. Mm -hmm. I went to this Bali organic fruit shop 
I, I won't name the name because they'll be like, why, why are you talking about us? But <laughs> I went to the place and uh, I picked a bunch of fruit and I'm like, this fruit. And he looked at me with like the saddest face you can see. He was like a shame was on his face, local guy. He's like, we only have a plastic bags. Mm. And I'm like, he understands yeah. that this is not good. And I think yeah. this is the most important. Yeah. Once you feel shame, you feel some emotion around yes, it. Exactly. You can change it. Yeah. And I think a lot thanks to you. I think you, you, you. you brought that awareness. And I was like, wow, I'll take the bag because I don't have anywhere to put. <laughs> but I like that we all are, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. And he's, he's uncomfortable. But like, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, like, is, this is a good point. Like uh, one, once you have an awareness and then you can change. Yes. I mean, even like right now, you know, uh, if you're not aware, you cannot change it. Yes. Yeah. So like, like you said, you know, uh, people doing blaming and all of that, they do know, you know. Yes. Even like right now, if I ask you a question, can you feel uh, your butt that now sitting on a cushion? Yeah. Uh, right now, when you right now, that, yeah, I'm aware of it. I'm yes. aware, yeah. But you've been sitting here for how many yes. uh, minutes now? But yeah. but you're not aware of it. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, until you put your intention to it, you cannot change it. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing with uh, now that people put attention to uh, attend to global warming to plastic to organic so people start I in a conversation yes once you in awareness and yeah and then, then you can take action and then you can change yeah yeah because if you don't know like what action you can take exactly beautiful that's why we have this conversation to raise awareness so people can sit down if you're sitting down listening just be aware that this exists now you cannot ignore it because uh, <laughs> we're giving you all this information <laughs> i think to me i have two kids you have kids and I think to me it's very important to figure out what do I do with my kids. Actually, things that we do is we go to the beach and Ezra, my son, when he sees plastic, he's like, oh, this is a game. Let's go pick up all the plastic mm -hmm. on this beach. It's like, it's yeah. like habit. Just, I'm doing it and he loves it. He's like, let's find more plastic and you cannot get them out of it. I'm like, I understand you're an environmental guy, but we need to go and eat. Yeah. He's like, no, <laughs> he's running naked in the water, getting plastic. Now, like, beautiful. So yeah. he learns to do it. So what do you think we can do other than things like that, that our kids are different than us in terms of awareness, in terms of action? Um, I think it's like you said, you know, it's uh, a lot of them is uh, dip, uh, on how we bring the awareness to kids. You know, if we, if we eat something and we throw it like that, and then that's what the kids see, and then they will do the thing. And then, yeah. and, and then what happened with the muscle memory? Yeah. yeah, they will do this, yeah. you know. And actually, my kids never did that until they came to, to, to Bali because it's pretty common and nannies do that. Yeah, We don't do that because, yeah. I mean, I'm raised that I need to find a garbage. I'll walk yeah. with this melting ice cream in my, in my <laughs> hand and I'm like, I hate this place. Where's the, yeah, where's the yeah. garbage bin? Mm -hmm. But people here, just like I see all the time, like from the bike, yeah. they drive a bike and they, they, they throw things around and yeah. they're like, what are you doing? So, so, so yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, as as a parent, it's really like uh, you need to change first, yes. you know, to see the change of your uh, kids. Yeah. And I always said like, oh yeah, we need to educate the young because, uh, and I don't agree with that meaning like we need to educate everybody, yes, not just the young, yes. you know what? Like it's almost like oh, it's their problem, not my problem. Yes, I I, I see it that way, you know. Of course, you know, kids. Uh, they are open to new idea and all of that. Uh, and people said, you know, it's hard to change. Yeah, it, it's hard because it's comfortable. Yes. 
you know, what you're doing right now is comfortable. Yes. So I didn't want to change. Why should I change? You know, I throw the garbage, nothing happened. Yes. You know, so. They sold, they sold in Singapore in a weird way. They just cane you with a, with a big cane. You throw the, you cannot bring bubble gum to Singapore. Yeah. They just say it. You bring guggle, bubble gum, you get caned or whatever. I don't know. Well, what this is what I'm saying. You know, like um, many ways to change habit or yeah. many, many ways to uh, have people to comply. Yeah. yeah. One of them is by punishment, one of by shaming, one, you know. Uh, but what I choose is by positive rewards. You know, yeah. it's, it's more fun. Definitely. We're doing a you know positive like 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 uh, your your kids you know yeah. a game oh yeah you know it's a, yeah. they're running around seeing it like and then you have a game you oh who's got the most plastic good job yeah. you know so it's like a pride like a ownership wow I I did it I accomplished something you know instead of like a, you know or because of the law like this and then you uh, afraid you know it's a scared you know yeah. about doing something but i think the older we become the harder it is like the harder it is to get out what's comfortable yep. so i might say unpopular thing but i think it's sometimes with some people you need to implement the laws to say yes don't do that because it can get too far like if you look at some of the beaches in bali yeah uh, i don't know <laughs> Is I think if people are used to it so much and they don't understand that this is not normal and I, they just walk and they don't care and I'm yeah. like, it's your beach, you live here. Well, here's the thing. I mean, uh, you, you bring on, bringing a, a, a good point here. Once you see something over and over, it's become normal. Yes. They didn't see it. Yeah. You become blinded by it. Yeah. Yeah. So like, uh, you know, I, I live in United States for uh, qu quite a bit. And I see the difference. So once you live in a place, say like you have a house that always messy, and then that's what you're comfortable with, and you didn't even see it. And then say like you, uh, your house is really tidy and all of that, and you go there like, oh yes. my God, yeah. what is? How can you live here? Yeah, or go in somebody's car. Like I, I, sometimes you open the door and they're just like <laughs> trash is just going for the car. And I'm like, this is your. But yeah, again, you know, anything that you see it over and over, and yeah. then that's become who, that, that you become like comfortable, like, oh, yeah, yeah I didn't notice, I didn't, I didn't smell it, you know. Yeah. We're getting yeah. used to easy to anything, bad things, good things, just yeah. show it. S same thing times. with habit, you know, same thing yeah. with habit. 100%. So for Janur Yasa, what are the next five, 10 years look like? What, are you, what do you want to achieve and how we can support <laughs> you? I don't know. Okay, that's a good uh, answer. It's really just, uh, of course, you know, I want to always doing this, you know, and uh, I don't know. It's really, I don't know. You know, okay. I, I'm, I'm answering this question is from like, uh, I don't have any thinking in your in Well, you're just happy as you are. Yeah, it's just like uh, doing what I'm doing right now. And yeah, sometimes it's scary, you know, like, oh my God, you know, what what is going to be look like in one year from now? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but I'm really uh, happy to receive a lot of uh, invitation of collaboration and all of that. And uh, yeah, yeah. So this composting house. Uh, I mean, you you want it to be every in every household. Is that is that what you're aiming I think, for? I think it's my dream. Is like a become a code for building. Yeah. You know, like when you build a house, you need to have uh, rooms. You need to have a uh, 
septic tank, you need to have a toilet and all of this, you need to have this. Composting hole. Composting hole because it's part of your garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, amazing. So the last part I have is called soulful questions. It used to be called rabbit fire questions, but the, um, now it's called soulful questions because you have to answer them in a <laughs> in a short form. We'd be like, why is it called rabbit fire? Anyway, um, so in the time we're going to take, because you answered some of them before, but year and a half passed. So let's yeah. take the timeline from when we last spoke I to I now. <laughs> and you don't remember. So yeah, you can answer the same thing as well. Don't worry. Uh, what were your, some of your biggest challenges or failures? You can call it any, any way uh, since we last spoke. And what did you learn from them? Uh, failure myself. You know, like... Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, uh, think small. So I just need to think big. Okay. <laughs> how, what are you, any, any plans how, how to accomplish that? Collaboration. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you guys are listening and you want to collaborate with Janur, I actually think of a couple of people I need to introduce you to after this. Yeah, but you, you already did. Um, please, uh, <coughs> please, guys, reach out. I will, we'll leave some information in the show notes uh, to collaborate so Janur can think big because he's yep. not thinking big enough yet. <laughs> um, which is like being CNN hero of the year and cleaning bullets of plastic. That's not big enough, you know. You could have bigger than that, Janur. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong with you? We all can be big, you know. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, getting 500 kilos of plastic on day one, <laughs> think bigger. Um, what are some of the routines you have right now that helps you to keep into focus on working on your mission? It can be night routines, day routines, anything you want to share? Uh, biking. All right. Yeah. So exercise really uh, keep me out of my head. running story in my head. Um, yeah, because, you know, one one of my backgrounds is also in somatic, so really move your body. You know? yeah. yeah. Well, any diets or anything that, that you follow? I'm on a seafood diet. I eat what I see. Pesc oh. <laughs> Pescatarian, I eat what I see. Okay. He got me there. He yeah. got me there. No, actually... Um, I eat more and more like uh, veg vegetables. Um, so, yeah. Okay. R my restaurant is a vegan, but I'm not vegan. So I still eat like uh, cheese, protein, uh, sometimes from animal protein also. Yeah. Nice. Um, what time do you wake up? I'm going to drill you on this because you're not answering me. What time are you going to wake up? Yeah. <laughs> what uh, time do you wake up? Uh, by five o'clock. Wow. Say, yeah. Doesn't matter what time I sleep, five o'clock, ping, you know. And what do you do? Uh, depends. Um, if I'm motivated enough, go for a bike ride. Otherwise, um, stretching or sometimes answering emails. Okay. Yeah. Well, 5 a.m. I, I do similarly, but I have kids. I don't have a choice. They just <laughs> wake me up. Um, if you met yourself, let's say, 15, 20 years ago, um, knowing what you know now, what would you tell yourself? Um, might be if I met myself 30 years ago. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah, learn what you can. You know, you never know when you're going to use it. And how would you apply that? Um, and I, I, you know, like I, if I look at back, you know, like I was a janitor at one point, I was uh, learning how to do the, 
spreadsheets, uh, balancing uh, checkbook and all of that. And when I have the business, like all of those things come, come yeah. to play. Wow. You know, like, oh, this bathroom is not clean. I know it's not clean because you know, <laughs> yes. I know. Yeah. I've done it before and balancing the checkbook or reading the P&L, you know. Uh, all of this is just, I didn't go to school for it, but just through yeah. people learning, showing me. And sometimes, you know, like, oh, why should I learn this? You know, when I'm going to use it, you just never know. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, in last year and a half, what were some of the beliefs that you used to hold that you don't hold anymore? Ah, it's a good question. Um, you know, I always live in a hybrid kind of thing. Hybrid meaning I believe in spirituals, but I also believe in practical. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people too practical, not spiritual, but sometimes people too spiritual, not practical. So I would love to be more balanced in a spiritual and practical. So hybrid, yes. Wow. Okay. And do you do any spiritual practices for it? Uh, Are you planning to do I mean, uh, spiritual practice is like, uh, what is it, something to... Uh, uh, Anything? Meditation? Re religion associate and all No. That? No, okay. The meditation is spiritual practice? Uh, biking is my spiritual practice, you know. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, biking is just like, for me, once I go a couple miles or something like that, just in yeah. the flow, yeah. And it's actually really important because many people listen and be like, you need to sit down, meditate to be spiritual, mm -hmm. you need to go to church. Well, you can just, I, I walk in the morning, yeah. you bike in the morning, just clear your head and th that's your spiritual practice. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, two more questions. This one, both for the deep, so we'll see. We'll see how that's going to go. Uh, imagine situation, you're on a deathbed, you're about to die, which is a very grim topic, but <laughs> imaginary situation and you can only pass one thing to your kids what would that be mm, what would that be um as cliche it sounds it's like really follow your heart meaning whatever that you want to do is like uh yeah do i mean again you know uh do what you love love what you do because once you do that it it always open up the door yeah yeah beautiful the last question is how to live a happy and fulfilling life according to Janu Yasa. <laughs> Don't take life so seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, Janur, so all my questions. It was a pleasure as always. You're inspiring me. Also, you don't you think you don't think big? I mean, probably in your head you don't, but for me you're definitely a role model. Thank you for inspiring all of us and for being in my life and for sharing your knowledge. Um, I really, really appreciate you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me for second time. <laughs> for second time. And for everybody listening, soul to soul, guys. Uh, find us everywhere. Talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Cool. Beautiful.